Grace Point Revealed Podcast, episode number nine. Well, Clint, here we are, nine episodes into Grace Point, and I have one thing to tell you. You are your father's son. No! (laughs) How do you feel about that? I'll never join you. (laughs) Well, that's what they all say. Actually, you asked me how I felt about that. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you how I felt about that. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That might be a new record. That's like less than a minute into the podcast. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, speaking of deadly seagulls. Uh Uh-huh. Did you notice we got the whale in the opening shot? Yeah, week? I, I, I was. I th- when I saw it, my first thought was, I could work a your mom joke in here. And I thought, no, I'll be nice this week. Oh, that's so sweet, Daryl. Yeah, it must be around the holidays. It is n- near the holidays, and your mom actually is a very wonderful person. She is. She yeah. is actually a very wonderful person. I'm yeah. very lucky to have the moms that I have in my life. Yeah, your dad, on the other hand, and when I say that, I mean my mom and. My mother-in-law, mm-hmm. both very sweet ladies. Yeah. Yes. Very, uh, very wonderful person as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know who else is a wonderful person? Uh, Captain Ahab. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, we got the whale. I think this is like we're about to get the big one, right? Uh-huh. I think so. The harpoon is about to be deployed. The harpoon is about to be deployed. Detect- Detective Carver. Mm-hmm. He's standing in a little wooden boat. Yeah. Because he knows that a harpoon is aimed at him. <laughs> not That's right. To, just about ready to be deployed. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say another fine human being is Euros Lynn, who directed this episode. Yeah. And the teleplay for this episode was none other, shocker, Anya Epstein and Dan, how do you pronounce that last Futerman. name? Futerman. <laughs> Futerman. I don't know if that's it, but that's I what am it is on this podcast. I am from the future, man. I come in peace. I don't know what that even means, really. Well, Clint. We come from the distant future. <laughs> the year 2000. In the year 2000. Ah, uh, the hey, good old days. Yes. Yes. The good old days. Uh, speaking of good old days, Daryl, what would you mm-hmm. rate this episode? You know, it's funny you ask about the good old days because I gave this episode 8.5 stolen pendants uh-huh we finally get the rosemont we do story this week we will definitely be talking about that yes we will clint what did you rate it i gave it seven punching spiders <laughs> uh, very clever Thank i like you. that yeah our friend barb called in and she gave it nine smashed computers a lot harder to smash than pumpkins i've tried both uh-huh Pumpkins smash much easier than computers. Yes, they do. They do. And Mark gave it nine premature hospital discharges. That sounds disgusting, actually. I hate premature discharges. Ugh. Especially in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm, oozing, festering. Yep. Not good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's discuss some episode here. Lots to discuss. You know, I, I'll say ton. this, uh, that um, I said last time, because we did have last week off, because of Thanksgiving. I said that uh we I th- I thought we now had all the evidence. You 
very wisely said, I think we have all the evidence we need, not necessarily all that we're going to get, but we don't have enough to be able to figure out what is evidence and what is just fluff. Yeah. Yeah. And we're still kind of at that point. I mean, at the end of this episode, I feel like I could come up with a reasonable explanation for about four people, maybe even five. Daryl, I think we should do that. If we don't get to it through the process at the Mm -hmm. end of our discussion, let's talk through everyone who's still on your top suspect list. Okay. I have my one theory, but it's got several branches. Yeah, I I have narrowed mine down to one. I well, I did put a section in the show notes this week that said, "Let's play Monk because my wife loves yeah. Monk, you know. Monk. Let's and Monk always says, "This is how he did it," or "I know how he did it," you know. So I thought we'd play that game. I like that idea. Um so yeah, we, we can definitely throw those out. The listeners, I think if I remember correctly, we got three prime suspect listener contributions this week where they called wow. in their prime suspect theories theories and i think they are all three about three different people whoa if i remember correctly so we'll get to that as well there's gonna be an i think we're gonna see an ultimate twist this Mm -hmm. week something that's unexpected and twisty yeah and ultimate (laughs) one thing i noticed this time and i couldn't remember last time help me out but therefore the longest time we didn't know how time was progressing in the town of grace point was it every episode was a week or was it yeah. just a few days? We reached a point where we did realize that every episode was a week because they said Danny's been dead for six weeks now or and something to that effect. Six, yeah. Right. But this week, for sure, and I couldn't remember because it had been so long and I didn't really look over my notes to refresh my brain. But this week, for sure, it was the very next day because Carver is in the hospital after that's having just passed out. That's right. So it's just been a day. And it looks like next week is also going to be a day because he's only got one day left before he gets fired due to his health condition. That's so right. At least these last two or three episodes, three or four episodes maybe, have been just a day progression between each episode. Bam, bam, so bam, 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 bam. It's worth noting. I don't yep. know. It's not important, but probably worth noting. I think that's good. That was, that was a, a good catch there. Double D. Now, based on what happened in the hut last episode, Carver said, we're looking for a male suspect. And they named off three of them. Vince, Mark, and Paul. Now, I put down there my notes. What about Joe? I know no one suspects Joe but me, but I got to keep... keep. At- <laughs> Joe's been my guy since yeah. I don't know how long. Well, but even then, that's not all the people that we know. Of course... Of course, this this kind of revealed to me that we are still seeing things a little bit differently than they are. Sure. We see suspects like Dean, for example. I don't think they even really suspect Dean anymore. No. He's, um, he's off the suspect. But he could. He probably wears a size 10. Very, t- size 10 is very common for it men. Is, it is. You know, there's a couple other people. You mentioned Joe. Um, just to touch on that for a second. He's talking to Carver, right? Who is talking to Carver? I'm sorry. It, Carver. Carver is talking to Carver. He's saying self. No, that's not true. <laughs> he's talking to Ellie Miller. Right, right. He's talking to Ellie Miller. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that Joe is or has been at some point on the suspect list. And Carver seems to be able to go to any length necessary to destroy family relationships <laughs> as he did this week, as he proved yet yes, again he did. Right, to, yeah. to solve this case. But he seems to have a, a different level of respect for Ellie where he really hasn't dug too much into Tom mm-hmm. really hasn't dug too much into Joe. Right. They're kind of off limits as far as the, 
and after some of the comments we got in this episode, they probably shouldn't be. Oh, no. Especially I, what Susan told Ellie there at the end. Oh, I don't think, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they should be, but. Yeah, but they are. If Carver suspects somewhat. either one of them. Yeah. He's not showing his hand. Well, but he also realizes that he's about to have to forcibly, 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 he's about to be forced to cash in his chips. That's right. So he's 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 his about to go right all in. He goes, his chips can't cash. Wait, that's not how it goes. <laughs> he's about to go all in. His ego can't everything. cash. That's yeah. right. So, which we saw there at the end with what he did with the computer. Uh, do you? Yep. So, do you see anybody else? Size ten. Vince, Mark, Paul. We've thrown out Joe. We've thrown Owen? out Dean. What about Owen? Owen, sure, yeah. He's not a, not t- Tom. He's not male. Tom. No, Tom. Tom wouldn't have a size ten unless he's just really small for his age. He's much older than he looks. Yeah. Um, the hiker. The hiker, sure. Yep. Um, I mean, any adult male besides Carver, because Raymond's. he can't unless he found a way to replicate himself, and it was like, you know, alter. Alter Carver from the Blue Universe, yeah. or the Red Universe. Are there any particularly sizable females in the show? I was trying to think if there was anybody that could have. If that's just a, I don't know, a Raymond. He's not a female. No, he's a male. I'm, I was still, I was yeah. still on the other comment. Yeah, I don't think so. I think they yeah. picked, they cast more petite women in the show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Ellie would be the only person I could she, think of. She seems to be the tallest woman. Um, but I don't, but I don't she was there. So yeah. That kind again, of eliminates same, her same from thing with suspicion. Carver. Right. Yep. So hmm. now Carver checks himself out of the hospital again. Is he going to survive the series? Don't know. I don't either. I think if this is the end of the series, he won't make it. Yeah. I don't know. To, to me, it's another thing that they have to add to would have to bring in. I think the next week's episode is probably going to be full enough of trying to solve all these yeah. But at this point in the episode, when he checks himself out, and he even after he checked himself out, he looked out of it for a while. He did seem to come around as the episode progressed. Yeah. But I'm thinking to myself, man, is he going to die next week? He's I, dead. I still think it could happen. It could happen. I don't think it will, though. I'll take the opposite side of you. Okay. All right. So, Daryl, just on that, do we know if it's the end of the series? You know, I didn't see it because I I got the, the um, preview for next week turned off before it got too deep into it. But and we may get to it. We did get some feedback for sure that said that the preview for next week said series finale mm. for next week. So the ratings haven't been stellar. No, they haven't. So I'm not surprised. Okay. Uh, yeah. What you think of the uh, the meeting that Beth had with Paul? What do you take from this conversation? Do you, did it make you suspect Paul any more, any less? What did you read into this whole you thing? Know, I don't know. He's a really He's a really creepy guy with an ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that makes him a killer or not. Yeah, I don't... It could. It could make him a killer or at least a collaborator. Mm-hmm. It was so creepy in that in that meeting with Beth. And there was a comment. Beth told Paul that she can't really trust the people that she loves and trusts the most. Now, I'm not saying she loves Paul. I think she made that clear to Mark. She had every right to make Mark feel as stupid as she did. Yes. Um, but she obviously trusts Paul because she's telling him things that she's not telling anybody else. And right. so when she made that comment, I was just like, hmm, could that be a little foreshadowing, you know? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it could. 
I mean, Paul's just a weird guy. Yeah. I think she probably trusts him more than she should just because he's a man of the cloth and mm-hmm. therefore is non-threatening. Right. Which is why they're always the threat and stuff like that. I'm still hoping they don't go down that road and I make really him the killer. Too, you know. But he's still high on my list this week, I'll tell you that. He's, I think he's number two on mine. I think he's number two on mine, too. Um, a good place to be. Yeah. Going into week week 10. Well, and the, the whole conversation that he had with Tom, let's talk about that while we're talking. I guess, let's see. Yeah, I don't want to skip any of, any of our listener comments here that we got in. Yeah, let's play what Barb had to say about Paul, and then we'll, we'll, let's go ahead and talk about Paul and Tom here. Okay. Paul sure seems like a guilty party, but he wasn't afraid to turn the computer over to Carver, unless he had already made sure that the hard drive was completely destroyed. However, I do not believe that he killed Danny. He has very strong feelings for Mama Beth, and I don't think he would be able to look her straight in the eye if he had killed her son. Yeah. Unless he's a sociopath. Well, yeah. based on, you know, I think the killer could be one of, uh, well, if very quite a few people here in this episode in this series and, and be a sociopath based on the behavior we've seen from them around the Solano family. Yeah. Um, but for, for sure, if Paul turns out to be, because he's had so much interaction, yeah. particularly with Beth. Well, and the fact that he's, you know, worked to get in front of the cameras mm-hmm. and really tried to come through for the family, he would definitely be, be a so- sociopath. So sorcio. Sorcio. Sorciopath. He's, he's got magical powers. Magical mind powers. Mm-hmm. He's a sorciopath. <laughs> what about t- Paul and Tom? What'd you make of that? Hmm. Yeah, it was a little weird. Yeah? Okay, it was a lot weird. Yeah. I still have to go back to what is on Tom's computer that he does not want yeah. people to find, find out about. Do you think that Paul actually punched... Danny man I can still take that two different ways I can still take Tom's comment and say he was there at the camping trip he knows the truth Paul everyone that was there knows the truth but Paul convinced them to hide it and say a spider bite happened right and I could see you know Tom threatening Paul that way saying look man I'll tell the truth on you or or Tom knows that there was suspicion about, well, it looks like a little more than a spider bite. Right. And he knows I could use that against Paul. So I could still go either way with it, man. Yeah, I could too. It's oh. frustrating. <laughs> yeah. We'll find out next week, I'm sure. It's great writing for sure. It is, yeah. Where you, where you just don't mystery. know who did it. Yeah, yeah what way to go great. with it. But uh, what what was the deal with with... Paul even having the computer. I mean, Paul had no right to take the computer from Tom. What did he just go down there and strong arm him? Oh, what are you doing there, Tom? All right, I'm going to take that from you. He, no, he has no business taking that. That's that's, he's, that's Tom's property. It's yeah. not his. Yeah, he doesn't. But I'm sure when you were a kid, grown-ups did that kind of crap to you all the time. <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, kid. Uh, give me your computer, you're smashing boy. Is that a cigarette? Give me those cigarettes. <laughs> I'll tell my mama you punched me. I never smoked as a kid. I did. Record. I tried it a few did times. Yeah, my, never, both my parents did. smoked, so yeah. I didn't like it, oh, though. Uh, not for me. Yeah, not for me either. All right, well, here's what Barb had to say about the encounter with Tom. Now, what about Tommy? 
He has lied up one side and down the other since this began. He said that Mark hit Danny. He threatened to say that Paul hit Danny. My guess is that Tommy hit Danny. They probably fought about Danny and cocaine. No way Tommy could have touched any cocaine traffic with Mommy being a cop. Tommy was not afraid of either Vince or Paul, which means he doesn't think that they're killers. My guess is that Tommy is protecting someone. Remember, he didn't delete his messages until after he heard that Danny was dead. So I don't believe that Tommy killed Danny. So why would Tommy hit Danny? Danny told Tommy that Daddy Joe was the drug warlord. Tommy is probably protecting his father. Now, Daryl, I may have missed something, but I, I, I did read some comments online. Okay. You know, from reputable and unreputable news sites. Okay. That have come up with similar theories. Okay. That there's a drug dealer in Grace Point, mm-hmm. etc. You guys think that's true? I mean, do you think that's true? Do you think that, in my mind, that whole thread with the drugs has been resolved? In, um, I think there is a drug dealer. And when we get to my prime suspect and my, my, where I get to play monk, okay. it's, it's going to come into play. Um, actually, uh, what, what she said here, some of, some of her opinions are, I, I share. So I do think there's a drug. I don't think the drugs are resolved. Okay. Because the money hasn't been resolved. The and money. I do, th- I do think the drugs and the money are, are connected. Just because we saw them in separate rooms, like one was in her room, one was in Danny's room, uh, Chloe and Danny. Um, I, I do think they're still connected. That $500 is significant. It's a lot of money, right? That's the kind of money that comes from drugs. Two phones is significant. I understand the, the phones and the money. Mm-hmm. The fact that they would typically be associated with drugs. Yep. But the fact that the drugs are found in Chloe's room, and they really chased that down, mm-hmm. I thought, on the they, show. They did, but I think it presented <clears throat> the fact that there is a drug problem there is a place a person to obtain drugs in grace point i think that that's now i know what they said who it belonged to and all that stuff but i still think it it helps establish a drug presence in grace point i don't i'm going to take the opposite side sure sure i i think the money and the phone are suspicious but the fact that they were in danny's room and chloe's room i mean that's like the difference between them being in Oklahoma and Florida as far as a crime scene goes. I mean just the way typical teenagers are. I yes. This is my room. You know, unless I'm stashing something for for sister, but they probably didn't get along that well. Well, I can you know, I'm sure there's typical sibling rivalry type of stuff, but or 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 sibling territorialism, right. but I still think that where there's smoke there's fire. Okay. Let's put it that way. All right. Yeah. yeah. What she said about Tom not taking any action until after he found out Danny's death, that we've heard that before. I think that's important for us all to remember, particularly those who might be considering Tom as a suspect. I don't think that it's, that it precludes him from being a suspect, but I think that it's it's significant that he didn't delete stuff until after he found out that Danny died, where you'd think that he would have been more proactive at deleting stuff if he had been the killer. Okay. Uh, she talked about Tom's demeanor around Paul and uh, around Vince, where he didn't seem to be scared of either one of them. And if he thought that they were the killer, if he knows who the killer is, which he may or may not, uh, but he didn't seem to be too worried around them. 
So, yeah, but that could be because he's the killer. It could be because he doesn't know who the killer is. Or because he's the killer. Sure. But again, circle back to what I, what she said about Tom's deleting stuff. To me, that's pretty, that's pretty solid evidence that he's not the killer. I don't know. You know, let's go back to our original theory. Okay. That it was an accident, right? Sure. I still think it's an accident. Okay, so it's an accident. The killer obviously panicked. Yep. Obviously not an experienced killer, which is a good thing. If it's Tom, well, we're kind of getting into my theory, but I'll... I'll go, I'll go ahead and I'll preview. I'll give you a preview of coming attractions. I gave you a little preview of yeah. mine with the drug talk, so go ahead. I, I think it is Tom. Okay. I think Tom is the killer. Hmm. And I think that he did it. It was an accident. He freaked out, called his dad, or called Vince, mm-hmm. or maybe he called Paul and said, I, this happened. I don't know what happened. Danny's dead. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And one of them cleaned up the crime scene. That's what I think happened. Okay. So that that is my theory. Now, the money, here's what I think happened with the money, and this is what I think happened with Vince. Now, we're jumping ahead a little bit. Okay. I'm, I'm going to jump ahead. We can, we can move into Vince, too. Vince, he's admitted he's a poacher, right? Right. He looks like he cleaned some of the deer. Yep. Some of the animals. Danny and Dean have gone hunting with him. Yep. In my mind, that explains at least the five hundred bucks. May explain the phone. Um, you're right on both accounts. You're saying that if Vince sold some of the meat or the pelt, even right, that he split that with the the guys who hunted with him. That's right. And if they did it enough times, then then their share could be five hundred bucks. Could be five hundred bucks. Yep. And they, they, he kept another phone because they did it often enough where they wanted to keep their communication off their, off their parents' grid. Yeah, or he just wanted a, a smartphone. Mm-hmm. He, he bought it with some more money maybe yeah. he got from the yeah. hunting. Well, you know, and I feel the same way about that, except where you're, where you're saying hunting, poaching, I'm saying drug dealing. Okay. Yeah. So I think we have our uh, very similar things there. It's just what led to the him acquiring that that those the money in the phone okay so we're on the same page there yeah and and i can see your train of thought on that i i I totally can i'm just taking a different route sure but let's talk about vince we got a lot of stuff vince was the focus of this episode was there enough vince focus on this episode that it causes you to say vince is definitely not the killer Hmm. i think vince is definitely not the killer but is it based on what happened in this episode or just because you've you've already assessed that? Um, I think the clues are there in my mind. The clues are there in line, right? We know Vince. We know that he was a poacher. He admitted it. Yep. We know that Ellie's sister saw the van carrying something heavy wrapped up, right? Obviously. A deer. A deer. Yep. Right. They wanted us to think it was a body. It was obviously a deer or something. It right? was obviously a deer. In my mind, all of that is obvious. All of that is as obvious to me too. His so, behavior behind bars is what it's not as obvious to me. You think he is so seethingly mad mm-hmm. at this person? Mm-hmm. One for bringing him into the world, probably. Okay. Two for what she allowed to do. For three for trying to reconnect, mm-hmm. turning his life upside down. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Yep. You know, oh, this sweet lady that you've 
you know, taking care of your entire life. That's not your real mom. Mm-hmm. This woman then let child abuse go on, let your biological sister get raped by your biological dad. Right. He's going to be furious. But he didn't know all of that when he started when he started treating her badly. No, he just didn't want to be harassed by her. Right. Because she was coming around saying something that he didn't want to hear. Right. Right. But and that would be tough to hear, particularly if if you are sincerely trying to take care of your mother who is dementia and is is in the latter stages of yeah. her life. The last thing you want is someone to come in here and say, oh, "By the way, that that person it's is not, not your, your mother." mother. Yeah. You know. Well, and especially if you didn't know, right? Right. If you didn't know he was adopted. Yep. Yep. Absolutely not. I can't imagine somebody coming in and doing that. That would make me furious, right? And if his if his father, you know, she talked a lot in this episode about him being his father's son and, and she she could see his father in him and, right. and that's why she thinks he's the killer and well, of course we'll talk about that in just a second, but she's trying to protect the world from him. I'll say this. I think that it's possible he could have a, a propensity to lose his cool based on his genetic makeup. But I don't think just because his dad was a rapist and a killer makes him a rapist and a killer. And I'm not even sure that, you know, just because your dad flew off the handle, that makes you a person that's prone to fly off the handle. Yeah, I don't think it necessarily does. I, I don't think it necessarily does, but I think it's possible. But more but, but more possible if you were raised up and around it, and that was kind of what was shown to you. And that right. doesn't seem to be the case here. Right. It's nature versus nurture. Right? right, right, right. That's perfect. That's perfect. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, do you believe her story? Susan's story? Uh, yeah. I mean, she's done nothing but lie this whole time, but I don't have any reason to think that she's lying now. I other, feel the same way. Other than the fact that, you know, she's convinced it's Vince. Yeah. I think she's just saw a man about Vince's size and So do you think that okay, do you think that she did see Vince? Maybe Vince isn't the killer, but somehow she saw Vince with with Danny's body that night or she thinks she saw Vince or does she want to pin it on Vince because she thinks he's a threat to society or because she wants to get him back for scorning her? Wow. How's, how's that for a little yeah. number of questions? Uh, two. <laughs> I'll take the second option, Daryl. <laughs> Sorry. I just, they were all flooding at me, man. Choice B. <laughs> uh yeah, no. I, I think I think that she saw somebody that was about the same height and build as Vince. And she's kind of been working that this whole this whole show, right? Mm-hmm. I saw what you did, I know what you done, or whatever she yeah. was saying, right. Right, and she wanted her to be the one that rescued him from the situation, mm-hmm. and now she doesn't want to rescue him. Right, and so that explains the violence at the end. After he read all that stuff about this lady that's claiming to be his mom, mm-hmm. you know, he would be pretty upset that he's in jail based on her testimony. Mm-hmm. I don't think Vince did it. I don't either. I do think he was pretty stupid though to to take his his hands up to her face and threaten her the way that he did. Yeah, pretty dumb, stupid, but. Yeah. But it didn't make him a killer. No. Yeah. The real the the only thing that really kind of is odd is the Danny tattoo. Now people memorialize people in tattoos all the time, right? Sure, but sure, sure, sure. You'd think it would say Danny Solano with the date that he died, right? Mm-hmm. Not just Danny. Right. That's kind of weird. He didn't have Tom on the other gun, did he? <laughs> I don't think he did. <laughs> or he started it yeah. and then they found him in the woods. He's like, oh. It was so funny. Maybe maybe it was just 
me that had a hard time with this. So I, we, we got the clue. He put Danny on his arm and, you know, they talk about what does that mean? Did you swing him around? Was it, blah, blah, blah. You know, they, they have that dialogue. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of what in my mind, what that, what does that mean? What does that mean? And then we see the interrogation scene where we, he reveals the Danny tattoo on his arm. Yeah. It still didn't click with me. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I think it's after the episode is over. I'm, go- I'm reading back through my notes and I'm like, Oh yeah, I want to make a note of this. The tattoo he has da- Danny tattoo on his arm. Oh. oh, but then later Carrie watched it the next day and she asked me about it. She's like, what does that mean? He had, he had Danny on his arm. And so I explained to her the tattoo. She's like, Oh, that's far-fetched that Carver would pick up on that. And that's why he asked him to pull his shirt off. I'm like, I don't know. I saw the tattoos on the arm. Yeah. He's a sharp guy. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's too far-fetched, but she thought it was too far-fetched for sure. I picked up on it. Okay. Okay. As soon as I, as soon as they went to the room and they had tattoos, I thought he's got, he's got a Danny tattoo. Oh, okay. Well, good for you. But then. you know, I miss a lot of other stuff too. <laughs> well, like in broad church, I completely missed the killer. I was so far off. You didn't realize that it no. was. <gasps> Whew, I'm glad you edited that out. Darryl. Yes, that was well, bad. Yeah. You would have blown it for everybody. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Dean, we saw a different side of Dean this week. Didn't well, we hang on. Okay. Let's not get to Dean quite yet. Cause uh, we've we, got, we do have some, f- we've got some feedback, feedback here. Yeah. Uh, feedback Let's get to <laughs> ruining my mojo. <laughs> not so fast with that Just smooth kidding. segue. Let's uh, segue into Mark here first. Dang it, I was sure Vince was the murderer. But with him in custody and everybody suspecting him now and still one episode left, I'm pretty sure they're going to do a big twist on us and it'll turn out being somebody else. Now that's not to say that Vince isn't involved. I do believe Susan's story is true. I believe Vince did move the body and Susan did see what she says she saw. But I just don't believe that Vince was the one that killed Danny at this point. As I said, I still want to believe it's him, but I just can't see the writers revealing the murderer in the penultimate episode. I'm not surprised about Susan being Vince's mother. We speculated on that throughout the series. I was surprised of the tattoo Vince has of Danny's name on his arm, but I think all that is is his form of penance for his involvement in helping the murderer move the body. Okay. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's good. You know, I never I never thought, even with my theory of Tom did it, somebody helped him move the body, mm-hmm. that that was him moving the body, mm-hmm. Vince moving the body. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's possible. It is possible, but I don't think it's Vince. That was the killer. I don't so either. I, I agree with Mark. I think everybody's agreeing on that. For the first week <laughs> in forever, because he's been saying Vince uh, since like episode two. Yeah. That's, yeah, that would be disappointing. Do you think it could be Mark Solano? I do. I think I still have him pretty far down on my list. Let me look. I have Mark at number six. He actually came up on my list this week, okay. but I don't think it's Mark. But I think it's still possible that it's Mark. All right, well, here's what Barb had to say about the whole Vince situation. I do not believe that Vince killed Danny. I think he cared for Danny. I think he knew that Danny was involved in cocaine trafficking and had warned him about it. I think that he felt guilty that he wasn't able to save him. I'm guessing that Danny called Vince for help. Remember, Danny was dripping blood from his fingertips before the fatal blow was struck. Vince supposedly went to the pharmacy that night for his mom, but I'm guessing he got a call from Danny and he arrived too late to save him. That also means that Vince doesn't know who the killer is. I don't know why Vince wouldn't have called the police unless it could have opened the poaching can of worms for Vince. Since he and Danny went camping, 
they were likely both poaching. True. Mm-hmm. True dat, double true. Mm-hmm. So I guess getting back to your original question 30 minutes ago about Tom <laughs> okay. and the computer, Tom killed him. He didn't have a whole lot of time to plan. So, you know, he doesn't know what happened to the body. Maybe, maybe he thought it was taken care of uh. when they find the body. He's like, Oh crap. Okay. And, and then he's just sitting there thinking about, I'm in so much trouble. If I get caught, <gasps> Oh, they can probably find me through the cell phone. I mean, he's a, he's a 11, 12 year old kid, right? right so he's right. not thinking through all of, right. all of it. And then he finds out about the computer. So he starts erasing his hard drive mm-hmm. and, Mm-hmm. And those kinds of things. Okay. All right. Uh, were you surprised? Mark mentioned uh, not being surprised that Susan turned out to be Vince's mother. I mean, I think we were all kind of predicting that for quite a while, right? Yeah. I did love the way that they, the the way they were interviewing Vince and Susan at the same time and the camera work that they were doing there and going back and forth, the way they cut that. I thought that was great. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. No, I thought it was really good too. Yeah. It was nice, and we got the yeah, the kind of the juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. It's a fun word to use. I love using it. I yeah. use it as much as I can. So. I know you feel f- smart when you use that word, don't you? Yep. Yeah. We also found out that she was the smoker. Yep. I don't think any surprise there, right? Nope, not at all. So nope. that she stood over the body because she thought it was beautiful. That was creepy until she explained it. And my goodness, when she explained it, and she said she was wondering if her daughter looked that beautiful when she died. And she says, "I, I doubt that she did, or whatever." Yeah. That was that was a a little heartbreak, a lot yeah, of heartbreaking. It was really sad. Yeah, yeah. It helped us understand Susan. It helped us see Susan as a victim. And before, it was really hard for us to see her as a victim. But you, it's, having said that, we still kind of felt like something had to have made her this way. Now we understand what it was. Pretty horrific. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of of uh, her, you know, softening her mm-hmm. being the vi- victim mm-hmm. in this case, we finally got the backstory of Carver. Yeah, right, right. And this whole time we're thinking, oh, he's a screw up. He's a screw up. He's mm-hmm. messed up that case. What did you think of the backstory? Did it make it more likable? More likable. More Not- understandable. More relatable. Can you understand where he's coming from now? I don't know because I don't know that he was any different then than he is now. Maybe maybe he was the same way he is now. Look, remember his daughter when the one episode we got with her, she was saying how she was he was always putting work before her. His wife's having an affair on him. Again, maybe it's because he's always putting work before the things that should matter most. So I don't know that, that he's any different now than he was before, but he's trying to protect the integrity of his wife. That's an honorable thing, but I don't know that it changed my opinion of him any, in, in any way. I don't know that. I don't know that it is an honorable thing. He's trying to protect her. He's trying to protect her. That's an honorable thing, right? He, he allowed an evil person to get away with murdering children so that his wife wouldn't look as bad in the eyes of his daughter. Now you tell me in when what world. It, when you put it that way. <laughs> yeah. So is, do you think there's more of a selfish motivation there on his part? Is is really the, the root of it? Well, I, I see Carver, you know, okay. I, I, you know, there is some honor in what he did, right? 
But his honor and trying to protect your family and trying to protect his wife. Yeah, and and their daughter. And, the daughter and doesn't the daughter. know. Really, think, really, it's protecting the daughter right? more than the wife. I think yeah. so. So he's, but the affair comes out, right? Uh, obviously, they're broken up, right? I would mm-hmm. imagine that at some point it came out, and he feels some sense of responsibility that he's still working towards. But at the same time, it's making him make bad decisions. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. And take unnecessary risks. I don't want to segue into that quite yet. Do I? Why not? You tried to segue us into Dean a few minutes ago. Do you want to circle back around to that? No. No? Let's just segue right into it. We can come back to Dean. Okay. Well, I want to talk about Raymond. We got one scene with Raymond this week. Yeah, this is where the bad decisions come in, right? I guess so. Raymond had a really interesting comment he had a couple of interesting comments. First off, he snorted like something like similar to that, which I thought was weird. Okay, maybe he's got a cold. I don't know. But it also made me think that maybe he does a little cocaine. To see us a uh, spirit animal. <laughs> I love that. That's how he gets this, I love that response. So I, I, I'm try. I'm looking for things. I'm not going to put like such a stretch, but it I'll is a stretch. You. I'll it, follow you down the rabbit is, hole. That's, that's, that's all I'm going to say on that. I mean, but here's the thing. This cocaine conspiracy is really, really <laughs> getting to me. Um, Raymond is the only connection between Rosemont and Grace point. Raymond is, well, I guess Raymond and then the newspaper lady was, Ra- was Raymond part of Rosemont? Was he? No, I don't think he was. We don't know that he was. His connection is that he knows information about, what if he's not psychic? What if he's the killer? What if he knows about the pendant because he was the killer in Rosemont? No. I, I can't figure out why he would then come to Grace Point and seem to do this in a taunting way to Carver because you would think he would have something against Carver. But maybe maybe what he has is he got away with it and he wants to... He wants to play with him. You know, maybe he's a he's not only a sociopath, but he's a psychopath. All right, you get an A for effort here, Daryl. <laughs> this is one of the four or five the things that I said I could come up with, and this is one of them. Carver knows exactly who the killer was in Rosemont. Does he? Yes. Yeah, he does. Of the You're right because they knew who the it was a car that the guy had sold. Right. You're right. Okay, you've just disproven my theory. But it was a good theory. All right. You get an A for effort. Well, I, di- I didn't believe it. I was just yeah. throwing it out there as a, as a possibility. But no, I don't think that's a possibility now because of what you just said. All right. But what was, what was the deal with his comment where he said that Carver had been in Grace Point before? What do we make of that? Um, you know, it's just his way of validating his, quote, gift, I think. Is that going to come around again? I don't think so. Okay. Hmm. That's what I made of it. Okay. Okay. You know, a place that he'd visited as a child and maybe something bad happened. I don't know. But he doesn't like Grace Point for whatever reason. Carver doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that diatribe. Oh, I do. I certainly I do. I hate this place. I hate the smug people and the <laughs> salty air and <laughs> the water. The water. <laughs> and the whales. Beach and the whales and the beautiful sky. And- <laughs> Nice temperature year round and yeah, the people all that. that I say people already. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, where do you want to go from here? You want to circle back around to Dean? What are we going to do here? Yeah. So he brought up the comment that it was somebody very close to him. Yeah, he did. 
And Carver didn't know what to do with that, right? Should we do something with that? Physically, geographically. Yeah. I, I like that Carver brought up both both options. Relationally. Yeah. Those are kind of the three circles, right? Yeah. It doesn't really eliminate anybody. It's a small town, so you could say yeah. geographically they're all close. Maybe maybe eliminates Paul. Does it? I don't know. I don't think so. You don't think so? They went to Sunday school and camping trips. and Yeah, I guess so. I mean, if you're talking about geographically, they live right down the street. Beth walks over there. That's pretty close. It's true. She's walking. But it could also be Mark or Vince or the Millers because they live right across the mm-hmm. street. Right? Yep, could be Joe. You're just on Joe, aren't you? You know, I love. I'm in fact, I'm drinking a cup of Joe right now, so that's I can't, I can't get away from it. Mmm. <sighs> You're drinking tea. This isn't Broadchurch. That's a, that is an inappropriate drink <laughs> for the American version of this it's show. It's okay. It's late. It's not four o'clock, All so right. I can have tea. All right. Now, we have a few things left to talk about here. Not much. We've, we've gone through our list here pretty quick, but we do want to get back around to Dean. We do want to uh, to talk about Ellie's sister and some other things. Now, I skipped through a comment here from one of our listeners. I'm going to get back around to that when we, when we come to the end of our conversation. So okay. where do you want to go from here? Well, let's talk about Dean okay. real quick. It, we saw a very different Dean this episode. He's really trying, mm-hmm. trying to be part of the family now that it's outed. Family seems to have taken him in. Yep. Seems to be close now more than ever. Mm-hmm. Is he some is he the somebody that's close? I think it eliminates the hiker. That comment eliminates the hiker. Here's what I think about Dean. When he was schmoozing there with the Solanos and then he gives Beth the little stuffed animal, I thought, Oh, this guy is good. He's a he's a he's a true psychopath. Or he's just a, a nice guy that's trying to make his way in the world. Or he's just a nice guy that's trying to make his way in the world. That's right. And then I got to thinking about it to the next level. I thought, okay, let's play this out. Okay. Okay. Next week, it's revealed that Dean is the killer. Okay. Now, I don't know about you, Clint, but I hope that at the end of the series next week, there is at least a sense of relief that the killer has been found and hope that the Solanos are going to make it. Right. Okay. They may not make it, but at least there's some hope that they will. Right. And the more I thought about the possibility of Dean being the killer, I couldn't come to a resolution. You know, a good song resolves at the end. A good show resolves. That's what I mean. Hope and, and, and you know, relief that they found the killer. Okay. And if it turns out that it's Dean, we get resolution that they found the killer, but I don't think we get the hope. And here's why. What that would then do is cause the Solanos are, are, are fragile right now. They are teetering on the brink of implosion. And that would then cause Chloe, I think, to feel such guilt that she went behind her parents' back dated this guy that they knew they wouldn't approve of, who then was introduced to her brother, who then killed her brother. So in essence, she introduced her brother to the killer. 
I don't know how she can come to grips with that. At the same time, as a parent, you look at your daughter and you don't want to. You want to support, you want to love your daughter, but you can't help but probably think, my goodness, you went behind our backs. You dated this guy we wouldn't, we, you knew we wouldn't approve of. You didn't even bring us into this situation to even evaluate this guy, and he killed our son. That's issues that we're never going to get resolved. We're never going to get to see how they come to, how, how those issues, questions, turmoils get resolved. And because of that, maybe I'm reading way too much into this, but I'm just saying that's what I would feel like if it turns out that Dean's the killer. And therefore, I'm hoping that Dean's not the killer. How do you like all that? Wow. Yeah, that was a lot. It was a lot. You know, I've, I would. Almost, I've, I've thought about it a lot. I would so. take. I would take your points and and make a counter argument. Please do. Just based on the tone of the show. Yeah. Right. Let's say that Dean's the killer. Chloe is upset. There are true world consequences to all of our actions. Right. That's right. There's a reason why Mark and Beth Solano wouldn't want Chloe hanging out with a person like Dean. Killing is like the ultimate thing that could happen, you know, losing her brother Mm -hmm. to this guy. But at the same time, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, you hang out with this guy, kind of a nice guy, kind of a thug, could turn out to be a thug. Mm -hmm. He ended up killing your brother. That's your life lesson, right? You're not going to get your happy ending, but at the same time, it restores balance in the force. You will. It doesn't restore any balance to me. Okay. I, I would be very unsatisfied if that's if that's the conclusion. <laughs> I think you're going to be unsatisfied with the conclusion <laughs> if that's how you feel. Not that I think it's Dean. Okay. But I think if it really is somebody close to them, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, all of this getting back together is just so that they can get torn back apart. It could be. It could be. I did like that Beth mentioned to Mark, hey, you know, or Mark, maybe it was the other way around. It was Mark to Beth. Hey, going going and doing a little game of bowling isn't going to, you know, suddenly fix our marriage. But I do want there to be some hope like we had at the end of last week. I don't want there to be, hey, they're going to make it. I want there to be hope of they're going to make it. And I don't see that happening if Dean's the killer. Okay. But I could be reading too much into it. Okay. Yeah. Daryl, you had another comment. I think it's an important one. All right, well, then at the end of the episode, we had a couple of things that happened that were kind of tied in together in in a grand scheme of things. Um, Ellie asks Susan how she couldn't know what was happening in her own house. And Susan just kind of looked at her and walked away. Yeah. Now, you and I both already said that well, we we had we heard a lot of different things. Actually, we talked about did she actually see Vince put the body on the beach? Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. Right. Yada yada yada. But I got the look from her. I I read the look that she gave Ellie right then as, oh dear, you don't even know how pointed that question should be at you right now. It seemed to be have some a whole. It seemed to be loaded loaded with foreshadowing okay to me now again i'm looking at joe as the killer so and then when she gets home she starts looking for the uh the laptop because carver has masterfully (laughs) asked her to bring it in yes and 
You know, she's like, Joe, what do you do all day? Now, the first thing you do, you never, you never tell a stay at home parent. What do you do all day? Exactly. Okay. Because they do a lot. You know, my wife has been a stay at home parent for a long time. I learned a long time ago that they do a lot, (laughs) but I also think that that comment was more for us to start asking the question, what does Joe do all day? Hmm. So both of those comments to me point back to Joe. What all about right. you? What do you see into those? Nothing. Nothing? Just general comments. Really? I think that they're trying to throw suspicion off of who the real killer is. They could be. Talk. Or... Well, yeah, let's say the, what I'm saying applies to Joe because he's in the same household. You could easily just say, hey, that, well, yeah, you're right, except you're, you need your, to look your, at the offspring. Your person is off because the comment she made was, you know, how could you not know what was going on with your, your child or your husband mm-hmm. in your own home? Right. I think Tom did it. Okay. I really do. Well, I could be wrong. You That's know what? what? We are less than a week away from finding out. True. I can guarantee you that. Well, here's what Mark had to say about that comment. After Susan was discharged from the police station, Ellie questions her on how she could be blind to what was happening inside her own family. I don't think she was really questioning Susan, but herself. If you remember a couple of episodes ago, Tom told her, you don't even know me anymore. And I think Ellie is wondering if there's stuff happening in her own family that she's not aware of. Yeah, that's going to be a a hard... You know, I just talked about how much I want resolution for the Solanos. I don't feel the same way about the Millers. Really? I I don't know why. I guess because you want I think them to be torn apart. Well, I guess because I suspect that Joe's the killer, and so I know there's not going to be a happy ending for them in my mind. So uh, I guess I'm I'm okay with there not being a happy ending for the Millers. Hmm. But she's definitely starting to suspect some. Some things, I think. Or at least doubting some of some of what she's she thinks she knows. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, yeah, and the, and then it follows with the comment about the room being painted. Right. About how tired she is. Yeah. Yep. One thing too, um, she told Susan in that moment there would where, where she when Susan's getting discharged that she needs to check in at six every night. Susan says, Yeah, no problem. And then we see Susan leaving town. Does that incriminate Susan a little bit? No, it's Susan. It's Susan. (laughs) Okay. All right. I think we got got the most truth we've got out of her character. Yes, I agree. This week. Yeah. At any point. And I don't know why I believe her. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't. I do. Okay. Well, one of the things we got was the truth of how she was the actual mother of Vince, and Vince was adopted. We got a great... Uh, contribution from John this week about uh, adoption. So here's what he had to say. Hello, Daryl and Clint. This is John from Salisbury, North Carolina, calling in my feedback for Grace Point, episode number nine. I wanted to share my thoughts on Vince and specifically the implications of his adoption. I don't know if you guys are going to open the can of worms as to whether Vince could be a, quote, inherited killer from his father, but I wanted to share my own insight if you guys wanted to talk about it. For anyone interested, you can hear my full adoption story on Daryl's Stuff I Learned Yesterday, podcast number 45. The summary version is that I was adopted from birth and then reunited with my birth mother and father at the age of 42. What this has to do with Grace Point and Vince is the experience that I had when I met my biological father. It's impossible to fully grasp what happened unless you've been in a similar situation. 
But when I met him, I knew for the first time who I was. I never even thought I didn't know. But after I met him, I, I knew. The way he spelled about things, the way he expressed himself emotionally, the things that my half-sister and brothers made fun of him for were also very much me. The experience was surreal and completing for me. I can't imagine what the character Vince must be thinking as he's filling in his backstory and knowing these awful things could be a part of him as well. So, theoretically, if, if my father were a killer, would that make me one? No, I, I won't go there by default. People make their own choices in life, including not to follow in addictions or other ancestral bad behavior. But I found Susan's explaining to Miller how she was protecting her son and everyone else by shielding him from the world, chilling, and very, very real. Now, the last thing I'll say about this is the way Carver brought things out into the open simply out of desperation was deplorable. But all that being said, do I think Vince has it in him to be Danny's killer? Absolutely. And my prime suspect has been always Tom Miller. Can't wait to see how this wraps up next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> all right, John. Now, that was great feedback. Yeah. There, I can't even begin to imagine what that would be like yeah. for John, you know, or for for the fictional character events. Yeah. Yeah. So thank thank you very much for that insight. That's, yeah, it's that's cool. Great. Yeah, he he offers some insight that most of us uh, can't can't relate to. Yeah, and can't offer up. So thank you for that, John. That's great. Even though you ended it with the terrible line of Tom being the killer or some I don't know, some terrible yeah, comment the correct like that. comment there. I wouldn't I wouldn't go so far. Today, anyway, yeah, we'll see we'll what, see. Next we'll see what week you're says. saying next uh, Thursday around yeah. 9 p.m. All right, so let's play Monk. Let's. Do you want to add anything to what you said earlier or what you said along the way about your your Tom theory, or do you want to sum up your Tom theory? Yeah, I guess just to summarize. Let me sum up. No, that will take too long. Let me explain. <laughs> no, that will take too long. Let me summarize. Uh, Tom is the killer. Okay. He and Danny got in an argument, possibly over money, because or maybe Danny's turning into a bad person and Tom doesn't like him. I don't. I don't think it's probably any more than that. They got in a fight. Tom hit him in the head, mm-hmm. and then he called for backup. Now, who he called is still up in the air in my mind. Could be Paul, because they did have. A relationship, although it wasn't a good one, you know. Hey, help me out here. I'm going to tell everybody about you and your past. Could be Joe. Hey, Dad, I'm really in a lot of trouble. I need you to bail me out. Mm-hmm. Could be Vince. But I'd have to think that the guilt would just eat Vince away unless he's crazy, right? Maybe. He would tell somebody about it, right? Vince? Um, yeah. I don't know. Unless he didn't want to. Unless he didn't want to get in trouble. Yeah. About the poaching thing. But that seems kind of silly to me. You know, maybe he feels like not only the poaching, but he's got to take care of his mom. And who's gonna? what's going to happen to her if he... Which, that, that can't be the case. Because then he wouldn't be poaching, you wouldn't think. He, you wouldn't think he would even take that chance. If he's really concerned about what, what would happen to his mom if he got in legal trouble. Right. Okay. Hmm, very interesting. All right. Well, here's my prime theory. Joe is a drug dealer. Eh. Now I didn't make any any inflammatory was, that, <laughs> sound effects during your. I'm sorry. Terrible theory. That that was only inflammatory if you hate the truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
Joe deals drugs. Danny helps deal the drugs or has helped in the past. That's where the money came, came from, the $500. Uh, but he got cold feet. Okay. And that is why he didn't hang around Tom anymore. It wasn't that he didn't want to be around Tom. He didn't want to be around Joe anymore. Okay. Uh, that's also how Danny got the money. As I said, it's also why he had the phone. I, mean, I said those two things earlier as well. Okay. Now, Joe. That's good. Talked Danny into meeting him at the hut. Maybe to do one more deal. Maybe to try to mend the broken bridge. Maybe because there was a threat from Danny, some some blackmail. Who knows? But Joe met Danny at the hut. And, and maybe Danny tried to blackmail him, and that's why they met at the hut. I don't know why they met at the hut, but they were going to meet at the hut. Danny tried to leave, and in the struggle to leave... He was accidentally killed. I do still think that it was an accident. The thing that I can't reconcile really is the blood dripping from Danny's hand and him crying before he was killed. And it didn't seem to be any present threat when we saw that happening. So maybe the blood on Danny's hand and him crying was was prior to that altercation. Maybe he cut his hand on the way there. Uh, maybe he cut his hand on the on the fence or, or the not the fence the the. The hut, you know, looking in the window. I don't know. I yeah. I can't reconcile that. So that's that's what I'm leaning towards. Uh, but Joe's the killer. Accidentally is the killer. Okay. Okay. I could also see Raymond being the killer for what I said earlier. I could also see, even though I don't like it, I could also see Dean being the killer. Those are my... And, and Paul. I could see Paul being the killer. You know, he's he's had some shady stuff happen as well. And maybe Paul is the drug dealer. Maybe everything I just said about Joe, you could attribute to Paul because we know Paul does have a history with, with drugs. Um, but the camping, you know, maybe Paul really did hit Danny. Maybe there's more there that that will come to, to light next week. But those are kind of the, the four things that I, I could see happening. Okay. And I think, I think the death is either related to po- poaching or something completely different. <laughs> well, I think you might be right about that. But not drugs. Okay. If it's drugs, I have to give you kudos. We'll find out in less than a week. All right. All right, let's move into Prime Suspect. Let's right. start. Before we get into our stuff, I want to I want to listen to three of the calls we got in this week. And the first one came in from Emily with a Y. Right, last time she called in, I attributed it to our mutual friend, Emily, wow. with a double E. No. Oops. Emily with a Y. Here we go. My prime suspect this week is Dean Iverson. There was one moment in this week's episode that seemed to get glossed over, and this was when the Solanos were having lunch with Dean, and Dean mentions that he didn't think that Vince would hurt Danny because he had been out hunting with Vince and Danny, and with the way that the two were playing around, they seemed like brothers. I think that this moment was very important in that it helped us make the connection between Vince and Dean. We had up until this point never known that Vince, Dean, and Danny had gone out hunting together. I have a gut feeling that this bit of information, along what we know of Dean's past, is going to ultimately contribute to revealing him as Danny's killer. I don't have a lot of ideas as to the specifics of how Danny was killed. Maybe Vince, Danny, and Dean were out hunting at night when Danny was killed. This seems logical as we know that the farmer's wife near the beginning of episode one thought that she had heard gunshots. Um, There was also the moment in episode four where Ellie is questioning 
Dean's co-worker, Mickey Felton, who gave him the coke, and from the answers Mickey gave about after giving Dean the coke and then returning from Reno and seeing it, meaning Danny's death, all over the news, it really seems like Mickey thinks that the drugs in Danny's death and Dean are connected. We also know that Mickey says Dean was angry with Danny when they came to pick up the coke. Finally, we know that from one of Danny's journal entries that he said something to the effect of, I think I know what he's doing. I think he is referring to something Dean is involved in. I could be completely wrong with all of this, but I'm going to say that my best and final guess regarding the identity of Danny's killer is Dean Iverson. Thank you, Emily, with a Y. That was actually a really good theory. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, and I love everything I about I it. I won't be surprised if it's if it's Dean. You know, maybe they were out poaching. Maybe mm-hmm. Vince and Danny were poaching. Dean saw them. He was mad because he got cut out. Danny, you know, mouthed off to Dean. Dean smacked him. Accidentally killed him. Maybe. Or maybe uh, Dean was going to take uh, Danny back home and they had a, you know, because, again, does does Vince know or doesn't Vince know? And maybe Vince does know. And then that's why he did put the body on the beach. And Susan did see what she says she saw. There's so much we don't know. I love everything about it, uh, Emily, except that what I said earlier about the whole, my personal dissatisfaction uh, with the resolution of the show, if it turns out to be Dean, but I like it. All right, let's see what Barb's theory this week is. Joe, what do you do all day? Joe wanted Carver invited for dinner and played friendly with him. Then Carver almost died when he got back to the inn that night. Joe was a paramedic and would likely know what to do to knock off our lead detective. When he saw Carver later, all friendly overtones were gone and he was just plain nasty to him. I think that Joe feels emasculated and he found something else to do. Danny may have threatened to cause trouble for Joe in some way and Joe killed him. Maybe Danny found out that Chloe got cocaine from Dean and he didn't want to see his sister... Uh, tainted in any way by the cocaine and perhaps he threatened joe and said leave her alone anyway i'm putting my money on joe i like it what, what is up with joe and the cocaine what what do you mean what's up with you it's, it's it makes false. sense to everyone makes, but you there's zero connection between joe miller and cocaine in your mind give me any give me any any path that has joe miller with any amount of cocaine well, look, he's not going to be caught with the stuff on him. He's He is, it's like Heisenberg, right? From Breaking Bad. He never no, had the stuff like on him. Yeah. He, he's smart enough to never have the stuff on him. And his wife is a cop. I No. That would be kind of funny. Because for yes, the longest time, yeah, Anna Gunn didn't know <laughs> on Breaking Bad. <laughs> Poor lady. Yeah. Poor lady. That, I just now caught the irony no. there. Yeah, I no, I I did like your theory though, mm-hmm. except for that last part. Okay, all last right. Last part was terrible. The rest of it was good. Okay, well, here's what uh, Mark has to say this week. So if it isn't Vince, my vote will go for Tom, and this is how I think it's going to play out. Yes, I think Danny was blackmailing somebody, and my guess would be Gemma. He found out about Gemma and his dad, and he was blackmailing Gemma, saying he was going to tell his mom, and that's where the money came from. It was blackmail money that Gemma gave him. Now I think Danny confided in Tom about discovering his father's affair, and Tom was the one that encouraged Danny to blackmail Gemma. And once the plan started working, I think Danny didn't want to share the proceeds with Tom, and that made Tom angry. 
they slowly drifted apart. And I think that what happened is Tom confronted Danny, threatening to expose what Danny was doing. Danny in turn attacked Tom, and Tom in self-defense ended up killing Danny. Now we found out this last episode how close Vince was to Danny. I believe that Vince was also just as close to Tom, and Tom recruited Vince to help him. And for whatever reason and whatever kinship Vince feels towards these boys, he agreed. So Vince moved the body, and that's when Susan saw him. And that's my final crazy theory until we see the truth next week. It's pretty good. It's pretty terrible. It's fantastic. That's pretty close to what actually happened. In La La Land. <laughs> the, the only thing I'll say about it is that we haven't seen any evidence of Tom being attacked. No scratches, no bruising, you know, except for the bicycle incident. So by the beginning of the show, there was there was never any indication that Tom had been in any type of altercation. So... Uh, I don't see how that happened, but honestly, Tom, or Tom, the Mark, the rest of it, it makes about as much sense as anything else the rest of us have thrown out. Yeah, well, every time you get in a fight, you don't necessarily get a, you know, a scratch or scrape on the face. Only when you and I fight, that's, that's how I walk away. But I've learned to beat you without leaving Mark, so. <laughs> right. All right. That's not true. You want to go through your prime suspect poll, Clint? You know, it's not really that different uh, from the previous week. I've got Tom at the top. Paul's number two. Joe's still up there, even though Mm -hmm. I really don't want it to be Joe at number three. Don't want it to be Paul either at number two, but I think they're probably the most likely. Mark Solano has moved up quite a bit for me. He's number four. Okay. Uh, Then I've got Dean at five, Vince at six, and then everyone else. Okay. I almost went through and crossed a bunch of people off the list this week. Yeah, I thought about doing that as well. I ended up not crossing anybody off, but I thought about it. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you, uh, yeah, your top three are the same. You had, uh, top three are the same. You had Dean at number four last time. Yeah. And I put, I bumped Mark above him. Yeah. Cause I think he, he's the one that is the least likely out of all the men that were listed. Mm hmm. Right. Mark? Yeah. I think so. I think he's the least likely of those that that uh, Carver rattled off. Of course, Dean was not one of those. I would put Dean above Mark for sure. In fact, I have Dean above Mark. So mine is Joe Miller, no surprise, number one. No. Reverend, 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 Paul Coates at number two. Numero dos. And I had him at three last week, so he moved up one. Okay. Uh, I had Vince at number two last week. There was so much attention on him this week. I felt like we could eliminate him almost. I moved him down to four. It's probably you know? good. I mean, he's still a suspect, but you know. Uh, and then I moved Raymond all the way up to three, but you shot that down pretty pretty soundly. You know, I moved him up for the reason that I that I said about maybe yeah. him being the killer of both in both cases, right? And that would resolve both stories. Yes, that'd be that'd be a great ending. But you made a great point, unless he never saw a picture of the guy but that God, that doesn't make sense no. really you'd be able to find a picture yeah. of the guy in this in this day in digital age so exactly yeah uh so raymond's at three but i don't know if that's accurate anymore i had vince at four dean at five mark at six the rest don't matter that's right yeah all right so you voted for joe obviously in the poll i did you voted for tom i voted for tom okay you had quite a few people join you this week yeah, uh, Joe is number one by three votes, yeah. followed by Paul. Wait, hang on now, Joe got last time he had eighteen votes. He got nine new votes this week. Joe did. It's not looking good for Joe, is it? Yeah. Uh, so Joe, Paul, he got four new votes. Paul's number two. two. Mm-hmm. Vince number three. 
and Vince was number one last time. He got two new votes this week. Tom, number four at 21 votes. Tom, he had 18 votes last time, so he got three votes this week. Dean is five at number 15. He got three new votes. Jimma Fisher. <laughs> Jimma got zero votes. She was 11 votes yeah. last time. And then there's everybody else. Susan right. Wright is number seven. Mark, Raymond, Owen, yeah. Kathy. Interestingly, Hugo picked up two new votes. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, I'm looking at the wrong line. I'm sorry. He, he picked, picked up one, one new yeah, vote. Yeah, one new vote this yeah, week. Yep. Yeah. Chloe picked up a vote, it looks like. So, no, I'm still looking at the wrong line. Chloe got no new votes. Yeah, odd. Uh, yeah. I think Emmett Carver picked up a new vote, too. Yeah. Joe picked up nine, though. So, a lot of people coming over. Yeah. On my we'll side. see who is right and who is dead <laughs> next right. week. Yeah. Well, for our, our final, because we won't have. I guess we'll, we'll we'll probably come up with come up with a question next week, like you know, how happy were you with the re- resolution or something like that. It'll be hard, you know, to to say what do you do with the clues or you know that sort of thing after next week. But our, so our, our our question this week was the same question we asked after week one, and that was who did it? Because this is the last chance that we all get to say who did it before we find out before we find out who did it. That's right. So. uh Anyway, here are the responses we got to this week's question, which was simply, who killed Danny Solano? Who killed Danny Solano? Uh, all right. Uh, Tangent14 says, ooh, Nash's teeth, Tommy, Joe, Paul, or Dean? Tom is not a size 10, yet I bet. So, Joe, it is. What do you all, what do you do all day? Mm-hmm. 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 Thelma Todd says it's either Tom or Joe. A lot of people suspect the Millers. <laughs> Poor Millers. I know, right? Lemonai says Joe or Raymond. One of these two. Okay. okay. Someone else yeah. on Raymond there. I like it. Uh, Jenkins 100 Rose says Tom. Joe's helping cover up for Ellie's sake. She doesn't know. Dan meeting Vince. Ignoring Tom. Dan killed during argument. Okay. Okay. Yep. It's pretty much exactly how it's going to happen next week. <laughs> uh, Mark for Solo Talk Media says, Vince is too obvious at this point. Vince is involved. But for the first time, I'm going to say Tom killed Danny. Yes. Mark, come on, man. <laughs> B underscore real 11 uh, says, I think it was Tom Miller somehow. And I think his dad, Joe, knows about it. Yes, yes, and Yes. What if what if Tom and Joe worked together to do it? Then you and I would both be right. Wouldn't that be the worst ending ever? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like they both were holding the club that smacked Danny. Yeah. To kill him. Like and it, and it slipped out of their hands, yeah. and that's how he died. Flipped and hit him yeah. in the head. <laughs> Lala, sixty eight says at the beginning I thought it was Paul, but now can't quite make that out. What does that say? It says Joe. Oh. Huh, it looks like Tom from here. It's probably just your angle. Okay. <laughs> but now Tom. And finally, Rodrigo underscore L says Tom did it. Tom Miller did it. Well, that's interesting. It seems like in the Twitter poll, more people were going with Tom. But yes. in the prime suspect poll, more people were going with Joe. This is really fun. I didn't expect us to... Uh, be on opposite yeah. opposite sides of this, this going great. into the finale. But whoever it is, it's bad for the Millers. 
Yeah. I think we all agree on that. I think, I think it's looking bad for the Millers, yep. that's for sure. All right, well, we want to hear what you think next week after the finale. So call in your thoughts at 304-837-2278. You can also head over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback and leave your uh, feedback there. Either upload an audio file or you can uh, typey-typey out an email. That's right. You can also use, there's a little icon there on the right side called Tom Pipe where you can... (laughs) Tell us all the reasons why you think Tom Miller did it. Now, here's a special thing. Very special announcement right here. We had a request on our Facebook page, Facebook group page, to do next week's show live. And we're going to do that. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. We are conjuring up our inner Bill O'Reilly. And we're doing it live at 9.30 Eastern time. 9.30 Eastern. That'll be 8.30 Central. 6.30 Pacific. It's Sunday. It'll be Sunday the 14th. So you can join us over at goldenspiralmedia.com slash live. If you've never joined us before, come join us. Do it. The webcam will be on. You can watch us. There'll be a chat room where you can interact with us. We can interact with you. It'll be fun. It'll be a little fun finale live show. Again, that's 9.30 Eastern. 8.30 Central, 6.30 Pacific, goldenspiralmedia.com slash live on Sunday the 14th. Yep. Should be fun. Looking forward to it. It'll be great. It will be great. Just a quick reminder, go ahead, if you haven't already, bookmark goldenspiralmedia.com slash Amazon and use it exclusively for all your holiday shopping. We'll get a nice... What what is it? Three cents on the dollar, Daryl, and we'll be able to afford Christmas presents for Tiny Tim and our other children this year. Also, great thing they've got Amazon Prime. Do you have Prime, Daryl? I love Prime. I've got Prime. Prime is fantastic. Yeah, it, and especially for a procrastinator like myself, I can order things on the twenty second. <laughs> they show up on the twenty fourth. Yeah, I didn't have to pay for the two day shipping. Everybody's got presents. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It really is. So check that out. Amazon.com slash, I'm sorry, goldenspottermedia.com slash Amazon. Mm-hmm. Anything you shop for after you use that link, uh, we'll get a, just a tiny bit of credit for it. It's called an affiliate link. Mm-hmm. Is good. It is very good. All right. Clint, can't wait next week to find out who did it and why and how, and then talk about it with you. That's great. Join us next week where I ask Daryl the question, How did he not know it was Tom Miller? (laughs) And I will then treat Clint like a punching bag.